has the weirdest stuff. The Engine Nerdy Show. Hello, welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Pold. I'm St. Jimmy. I'm Master Zed. And I am DVD. Welcome to our show about culture, technology, news, and media. And nerdy things. And I thought it was about Medea. I've been studying the wrong thing. Oh, no. <laughs> our fake sponsor this week is Linked Out, the antisocial media platform that you hide from your coworkers. <laughs> I joined Linked Out a couple years ago. It's great. Ironically, I quit Linked Out a couple years ago. <laughs> What? <laughs> too, too, too much socializing for you? Too much anti-socializing. <laughs> uh, so what's been going on, fellas? Well, I I hit my 19-year anniversary of being an engineer today. Wow. Nice. Cool. Yeah, I have my 11-year work anniversary a couple weeks ago. Cool. My tenure is coming up in April. You're getting tenure? <laughs> is that, I guess. I don't know. No, <laughs> my ten years. Oh, ten years. Yeah. Fancy. Five more to go before I get more leave. Oh, I only have four more. Yeah. Four scores. Yeah, I get so much leave I can't spend it all. Oh, just kidding. That's a, the problem I want to have. <laughs> yeah. I should be having that problem with my new job. Oh, good. So I'm tripling the amount of time off that I get from what nice. I currently have. <laughs> wow, that's significant. Yeah. And there'll be more sun and light. Yep. Uh, I got my computer work computer fixed today after a week of it not working. <laughs> wow. Does that mean you weren't You're working either? To plug it in. I was at work. Oh. I was going to school. <laughs> have you tried turning it off and on again? Yes. They find oh. a drafting table for you? Uh, oh, I guess you have to do drafting, huh? You got out the old um, ink and quill. Yeah, and, I wore a white shirt with short sleeves and a skinny black tie and horn-rimmed glasses. And smoked like a chimney. Yep. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so part of my job change, I was going through my uh, computer user drive on our server, just getting rid of personal stuff that might be in there and cleaning it up a little bit mm-hmm. for whoever ends up having to deal with it. And I found this a presentation that I attended about this, these people's house that they had built. And we were working for the couple designing something else, but they wanted to show kind of like their background. 
and they said this presentation about their house they had built and the guy is like a Chinese medicine doctor in quotes uh-huh. and they had all of this um, the thing was all about all the natural materials they used and how they uh, the- didn't they one of the things so there's a couple things they're like Oh yeah, we don't didn't use steel in any of the wood connections, so they're all dowels, like wood doweled together. Wow! Um, and the people when we were at their house, which is a beautiful house, there's no denying that. But they're they're like, yeah, the engineer that designed it did this really super complicated analysis. Blah 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 blah, and we got a copy of the calculations, <laughs> and it was just like a math CAD. Oh, spreadsheet basically, and <laughs> um, like a actually like an Excel spreadsheet, and then like a MathCAD file mm-hmm. to do timber design. That's and fancy. Then, um, yeah, there's probably a lot of numbers. And then, in one of the pictures in the thing, you could clearly see steel knife plates for <laughs> one of the beams to go together. <laughs> and they had a thing about how the. Uh, because it was all natural, and then they had like a bunch of plywood, which is all glued together. Um, <laughs> but they but they grounded all of the rebar. Since, and then they, I guess they put like copper Faraday cages basically around stuff. The, yeah, they had like rebar in the foundation. It sounds like a, a group or somebody I drew a house plan for once. It was the one where they had me do it in cubits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And well, so this house is of each animal in there. This like, oh, I thought you meant cubit. My cubit. I measured wow. my own cubit and used that as my conversion. Did you wow. give him the, what the reference cubit no. was? You didn't no, give him no. your arm. Did you use gopher wood? But <laughs> I, put, I put dual dimensions so the builder could actually build it. Oh, that's nice of you. <laughs> like, except I gave him metric. <sighs> and they had this like, really complicated, like, curved wall to help flow energy. And they put Faraday cages around all of their outlets. Mm. And they grounded like everything that was metal in the house. They had all kinds of weird stuff like that. Well, so on one of the... This thing, besides intermixed with stuff about the actual house, they had pages just with like quotes from these books that the guy was using as guidance on like... They had a, a Feng Shui consultant that helped them orient the house on the hill and stuff. But one of the pages had quotes out of some book and it said that wood harvested on the 1st of March after sunset (laughs) or during the waxing moon under Pisces is fire resistant (laughs) and volumetrically stable. So you don't need to, you can, Put it, frame it up green, and not dry it out first, and it won't change size. <laughs> Whoa! I think that could uh, be easily disproven. <laughs> I know there is a, like a like a two day window at a certain point when you cut down trees that the bark will just come right off because it's right when the sap is rising. I saw a guy building I'm, a log cabin that that found out from some what his local time frame was when he was talking a bunch of farmers locally. And sure enough, when he went to like strip the logs like he normally would, he's like, I just started it and then he can just grab it and like 
a whole huge chunk of it would just slide right off the the bark mm. or the the trunk, which is funny. Which are weird. I could also see if you if there was like a very particular time when the wood had gotten to nineteen percent moisture content, which is what it would be after processing. But that would be very specific to a very specific right. time. It wouldn't be place. generically a no. certain day of. Yeah. I heard yeah, that they would has twice the bending strength if you sneak up on it before you cut it down. <laughs> Still not take into account uh, daylight savings time and right. time zones. Oh. It, I know in my uh, my one of my labs for materials, we were supposed to test like the bending of like a piece of wood. And ours must have been really green because we put the little weight on it and started pushing and it hit the table before it <laughs> broke. <laughs> We released it. It sprung back to shape. We're like, uh, Professor? <laughs> uh, he's like, just get a new piece of wood. <laughs> like, uh, I saw a load test on a pre-stressed girder. Oh, cool. Like a, but that was loud. Uh, I just watched a... I guess I watched a video in a class. The teacher was did a they, pre-stress... worked for a pre-stressed concrete They company. load it to failure? They did. Oh, wow. Guess how much it deflected. It was probably like 30 feet long, maybe. Guess how much it deflected before it cracked. And 30 feet Two long. feet. Yeah, it was like yeah. 20, like um, two and a half feet, something oh, like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> It looked wrong. <laughs> I bet. Well, we had, we found the fastest way to cut through steel is have a high a steel with a bunch of residual stress in it and then start milling it until you reach to a point where it's really, really thin and then it just snaps mm. in your cut line. And it makes a really, really, really loud noise. <laughs> People think there's a bomb going off. Yeah. Fun. So this month is the month of batteries for me. Does anyone need a battery? I could purchase a battery. I need a watch battery. <laughs> We had some batteries delivered to our house today. Were they my batteries? I don't think so. They're oh. we had to buy a special size for the new um, motion activated garbage can that we're getting. I got charged mm-hmm. with assault and battery. I thought you were gonna say <laughs> garbage disposal for a second. No. <laughs> and I was like battery operated <laughs> garbage disposal. Hey just you just feed the batteries in there. <laughs> my brain also that's how it powers activated garbage disposal is what my brain said. Yeah, when you put your hand into the it, it turns on. Then it turns on. It's like a juicer. <laughs> no, so uh, when we were helping um, get grandma's old car running, so I bought a battery for that. Mm-hmm. I bought a battery for Aunt Colleen's car. And then I got my truck back from the shop and they were like, your batteries are really weak. We had to jumpstart the truck one of the times, move it into the shop. And mm. I realized they were seven going on eight years old. <laughs> and so I bought mechanics. Two. That's really young for a mechanic. I don't know if I trust him. <laughs> so I bought two batteries for the truck because it takes two because it's a diesel. And then we got our car back from it was in the shop with the transmission issue which was fixed with a software update whoa um and they also said their battery their 
getting a battery low fault code on the car. So I ordered a battery for the car. Wow. <laughs> so Charlie was like, okay, does the forerunner or the motorcycle need a battery? Cause I think that's the only <laughs> other things we own with batteries. That... <laughs> I was like, I don't want to spend any more money on batteries. <laughs> I have a friend that uh, has a big shop and he just bought something kind of interesting that I thought was cool. He bought an inflatable paint booth. Oh. So hmm. it's like 30 feet long and he said I could probably even fit my big truck in there. Which I know your truck's bigger, but whatever. Um, but he said it's like a giant bouncy house. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got like built-in vents and, and um, filters and stuff and it has really good airflow. That's for, cool. And there's a painting. slide on the end. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, when we're done, you just deflate it, and roll it up, and put it away. <laughs> nice. Although he wants, cool. to, he wants to build um, some grommets into the top of something to hook the top in case he loses power or something. He doesn't <laughs> want to be in the middle of carring paint and have it collapse on. Yeah. What he's painting. What he's painting. I don't like painting. Well, me neither. <laughs> So yeah. while I feel like I'm that good would with, be useful, I would I'm good with paint, paint by numbers, but I don't like painting mm-hmm. large surfaces. Well, we had our realtor come and walk through our house, and the we had painted our, our dining room when I bought the house was purple, mm-hmm. and it has leaf wallpaper. <laughs> and we had painted it like a nice light green color, and our realtor was like, Oh, that green's got to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look bad. But we're going to paint it. And then I guess Purple. we have four other rooms or something that need we're going to paint. Just I'm painting our bedroom tonight, or this weekend, probably. Sucks. I, yeah, I don't, I don't like, like painting. painting. <laughs> it's a paint in the neck. Oh, wait. <laughs> But there were other things that were like, well, do we need, should we do this? And our realtor's like, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, okay, well, that's great. Uh, I guess I won't mind painting as much if I don't have to do other things. <laughs> you, said, you should say, what about the uh, vole infestation? Should we take care of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, when we did our new, our redid our backyard, we had a mole move in almost immediately. And wow. we tried all of the things that... Uh, you the Portland shit. internet said, which was like, put up signs that tell them to go away. And did you try all this stuff in uh, the your grass out? No. Did you get we, one of those electronic beeping things that makes them go away? No. Uh, we did get rid of the mole, and there was only one, evidently. So it never it was. No was a Highlander mole. Yeah. <laughs> there could be only one. I got. Did you take its head and take its mole powers? Yep. I can now see in the dark. <laughs> and he can furrow. I, yeah. <laughs> I fill any holes that I find. Oh, so everyone I'm talking to about this, this upcoming Super Bowl, they really don't want this one particular person to win. Patrick Mahomes? No. Nope. Gronkowski? No, I don't think people care about Gronkowski. Liberace? <laughs> Oh, the quarterback that's my age. Oh, yeah. Why aren't you oh, out he's there old. winning? I'm going to root for him though because he's old like me. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if he wins the Super Bowl, Tampa Bay, and then he's on a one-year deal, 
So I want him to sign with a whole other team and take them to the Super Bowl and win next year. <laughs> <laughs> the Browns. Hey, the Browns got hey, in the playoffs this year. That. Oh, I was thinking the Vikings, maybe. Oh, <laughs> the Lions. That'd be a challenge. They got a new head coach. Just send Gronk and Brady over there, and it should be fine. Wait, where's the Super Bowl going to be played next year? <gasps> he should go there. There's that no be played this know, year. This year's being played <laughs> in, in Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. I know, so, that's what I'm what? saying. It's if the he, first Andy. time that team is playing Super Bowl in their own stadium. Yeah, it seems so like bad lost to the Eagles a couple of years ago. We were so all their all their playoff games, the Bucks playoff games were away games, but then the right. Super Bowl will be at home. <laughs> They're gonna lose so bad. Just because of that. I don't know, their defense Maybe. is uh, is fun. Oh, their next year is at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Which is where my student loan is held by SoFi. <laughs> I help pay for the stadium. Nice. Oh, me too. Oh. Is that the uh, Chargers? I don't even so know. Does that have to be one of the LA teams? The 49ers? It's just LA. Inglewood is Could be LA, the right? Raiders? No, Raiders are Las Vegas now. Could be the Rams? It would be Rams or Chargers, right? I guess we have the internet, right? Uh... Hardly. And then it's going to be played at State Farm Stadium in Arizona. Well, then then you'd have to go to the Cardinals. 2024, they don't have a location yet, I guess. 2025 oh, is in the Netherlands. Um, it's the, the Rams. The Chargers and the Rams. Oh. Maybe they'll have the Chargers and the Rams playing each other next year. Oh, is that... In the Super Bowl? Yeah. Would... yeah. They're in different conferences. That they would, would be that. crazy. <laughs> the NFL would implode. It's a home game for us. No, it's a home game for us. They could each one of the home colors. They could do that. It's what USC and UCLA do. That's funny. But you don't want to have like everyone that cares about the game just in one market. Right? That's true. The TV people are like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> It'd be a big scandal when they off one of the quarterbacks. Right. That'd be funny. I don't know. I I saw a TV or I saw a movie recently where Tampa was destroyed by a large comet. <laughs> hmm. Whoa. Other than that, you never hear about Tampa, really. No. Yeah. It's a pretty nice place. There's pirates there, I think. <laughs> there better be. I know there's an airport a there. Hockey team there. The Stingrays? Or is yeah. there a baseball team? I don't know. Aren't the... Is it a puck? They have like a Stingray that's frozen out there? The I don't Tampa know. Bay Lightning. Lightning. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah. Okay. They so I've been in the Carolina Hurricanes today. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I. Filling in for my boss now at work for the next couple months. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> I supposedly am getting a temporary promotion. Nice. But it's a mixed bag because I don't know exactly how much it is, how much I'll be making an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I don't get time and a half for overtime. It's just straight time. So Ooh, it could yeah, actually overtime. work out. Right. But I could make less on my paycheck with my promotion than I was making <laughs> be because sad. I've been working overtime. So you should, once you figure it out, you should calculate like I did when I was going to apply for a manager job and actually through the length of my career, I tracked my, because of, or based on my typical overtime and it was like a loss for a short time, but then it did climb above mm. it made better sense overall. But Hey, last year was worse than last year was my first year working as an engineer that I didn't work any overtime at all. Wow. I think last year, no, two two years ago I had the most overtime ever. <laughs> last year was slightly less. This year I've had the least amount of overtime. So far this year? Yeah, well overall. Oh. I think I have like half an hour. Wow. <laughs> I was okay. I have like two hours this year, I think. But I made it up for, for the last four months last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you worked a lot then. I don't like working forty hours a week. I really don't want to work more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well I've, I've gotten used to working just forty hours a week at home. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the other thing is I'm not teleworking anymore at all. Oh, man. So. I could probably maybe one day a week, but it just feels like easier to keep track of things. Right. If I'm at work. So. My new job, I'm going to be only post COVID restrictions. Only going to be work. I'm going to be teleworking two to three days a week still. Should be good. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, they don't let you telework if you don't have a working computer. Oh, right. Oh. Well, I would... I guess I'm going to be working remote desktop again so that I wouldn't have that issue. But, but it did inspire me to write a haiku, which I'll <laughs> read later. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Musk. <laughs> oh. So I pitched a 
um, Elon Musk news story that turns out was a couple years old <laughs> when I was talking oh. about his boring company Bricks. Oh, <laughs> because they haven't talked. He hasn't talked about them at all in the last two years. <laughs> but I figured we we decided to just make it a general topic on Elon Musk. At least right. that's the direction yeah. I went. So. <laughs> Yeah, so he's from South Africa. Yeah, he was born and raised there. Um, I think he moved to Canada and then to the U.S. shortly yeah. after that. Yeah, so I was reading he knew he wanted to go to the U.S. and he knew it would be easier to do that from Canada and his yeah. mom's Canadian. So he went to Canada, got citizenship, and then used yeah, that I think, to get into the U.S. easier. I think South college. Africa has, you have to like there's mandatory military service or something. Well, he went to school for like four months somewhere to get out of that. Um, I wanted to give like a brief rundown in case some of our listeners don't know much about Elon Musk. Okay. You don't know anything about the richest man in the world. Um, the so, or the actual real life Tony Stark in 1995. He has so much more money than Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah. He founded Zip Two which is an internet city guide in 1995, which ended up getting bought by Compaq in 1999. I had a... never heard of that until today. Yeah, yeah, and he made a bunch of money off of that. And so he used that money to found a company called X.com, which is a financial services and email payment company. And that one merged with Confinity in 2000. And that company had a money transfer service called PayPal. Mm. And so they basically focused on the PayPal aspect of the company and changed the name to PayPal in 2001. And uh, then he founded SpaceX in 2002. Um, he joined Tesla's board of directors as a chairman in 2004 and became their CEO in 2008, which I think he still is the CEO. Yeah. Um, 2016, he co-founded... A company called Neuralink, and in the the end of 2016, early 2017, he founded the Boring Company to dig tunnels because he was sick and tired of traffic. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. so the first so basically, if something's bothering you, you want Elon to be bothered yes. by the same thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. He's also got quite a presence on Twitter. When he's allowed to. Which has gotten him in trouble sometimes. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, few times with the SEC. <laughs> the Southeastern Conference? Why do they no. care? <laughs> um, yeah. So the first article I came across when I started looking him up was... Uh, that he was allegedly in talks with Miami's mayor or something about putting some of his boring tunnels in under Miami. Oh, and yeah? the article is basically like, doesn't the groundwater is, pretty high? Yeah. They're like, they estimate by the year 2100, there's Miami's going to be under five feet of water. And <laughs> there's no, like there's no basements. The ground is terrible. The groundwater is like less than five feet underground <laughs> it's like yeah. and how are you going to build tunnels well build a tunnel with a, a boring problem. machine 
Well, you've got one vehicle keeping the water out. You just take submarines in there instead of whatever the vehicles he's going to use. So, see, the article I read was about Fort Lauderdale. Oh, uh, let's see. So the boring company just finished a uh, underground tunnel in Las Vegas. That's like about a mile long, I think. That connects boring. a couple different hotels. Yeah. Goes under a convention center. So, um, <coughs> my son was telling me about these bricks that Elon Musk was talking about that they were going to make using the dirt that they, you know, that comes out of the tunnels. And uh, the bricks are actually pretty cool looking. I think he only ended up making about 500 of them so far. <laughs> this was a couple years ago. But they, people compare them to Legos because they've got indentations on one side, two indentations, and then they've got little bumpy parts on the other side so that when you put the bricks together, you don't really need mortar to hold them. Um, I watched a video where a guy got a hold of one of these bricks and he bought some other bricks from Lowe's or Home Depot or something, and he was doing drop tests with them. And the the boring brick um, lasted the longest. <laughs> You're not supposed to drop them. Exactly. <laughs> That's like they not have how you measure AST- how good a brick is. <laughs> right, they have ASTMs for testing the strength of these things. Yeah. Which I thought was so, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other funny thing was, so Elon said that they would sell the bricks for like 10 cents a brick. And uh, if people were using the bricks for like low-cost housing stuff, then he'd give them to them for free or whatever. Hmm. And how, the, how much do bricks normally cost? That's what I was going to get to. So the, the guy that did the brick thing... Um, he bought four different kind of bricks and they ranged from like 43 cents a brick to like 70 cents a brick or something. Wow. Um, but this guy that's doing the video, he bought the brick for $200. <laughs> <laughs> a 10 cent brick for $200 just because wow. you know, there were only so many of them made. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. quite the markup. He actually bought two. So <laughs> he what's spent $400 and he spent, he, he could have got away without destroying the brick even after it won his little you know comparison test but he decided to you know drop it from the higher height and then it broke in half but when he started the video i'm like he's seriously going to destructively test a brick he spent two hundred dollars (laughs) on what the heck (laughs) yeah that's crazy so one of the cool things i read about elon musk was um when he was 10 years old, he was interested in computers and he had a Commodore VIC 20. And he used like a program or a manual to teach himself basic, which, yeah. you know, he's uh, a little kid, you know. And that mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of when I was a kid and had a Commodore 64 and used a manual to teach myself basic. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. Cool. I guess when he was 12, he sold a basic-based video game to uh, PC and Office Technology magazine hmm. for $500. Wow, it's pretty dang good. It's a game that you can actually find and play. They've posted a emulator for it. It's called <laughs> Blast Star, 
and it's uh, it's not that impressive of a game until you it's like realize a child made it. Yeah, until you realize it was done by a twelve-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was pretty cool. cool. So I saw his estimated IQ that someone, I guess, some IQ group think tank estimated his IQ of one hundred and fifty-five. I don't know if it's that good or not. That's decent. And I, uh, I've read an article about, um, he was talking to some college students about um, some advice. So he had nine things that he wanted to give advice on. So I thought I'd read them. Okay. okay. Number one, nothing easy is worth having. That's why no one will have me. Because <laughs> you're so easy? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask TVD, she'll tell you. All right. Uh, number two, learn to delegate early on. So, uh, Master Zed, I'm going to need you to read the rest of these. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you get right on that. Uh, number three, don't be afraid to dream big and embrace failure. Okay. It's better than embracing big and dreaming about failure, I guess. <laughs> number four, learn to prioritize. Number seven. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Number five. Write a schedule and stick to it. Oh. So do you use sticky notes? Do not. Or number six. Do not rest on your laurels. I heard laurels are kind of uncomfortable, actually. That's like a flower, right? I don't <laughs> even have laurels. I have a hearty. <laughs> uh, nice. Number seven. Learn to be your own judge and jury and ex no not the execution. Judge Judy and executioner. Wow. Judge and jury. Judge Judy. Judge, judge and jury. Judy and executioner. So you need twelve personalities. Got it. That's right. Well, thirteen counting the judge. Number eight. Be highly selective of opinions. <laughs> and then share them readily on, on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you buy the stock first. And support Lil and Wayne. Not I really, really like the ninth one. Ninth one, stay on target. Stay on target. <laughs> and when you get to the target, don't try not Blow to up. fall over and then explode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, it's okay. And don't that was about your advice. stock price. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so someone asked him recently, because part of him, of part of the lawsuit, or the whatever, with the SEC about his tweeting... He was supposed to step down from <laughs> the from being CEO of Tesla, I think, right? Mm, one yeah. Of, one of them. I don't know. Someone asked him recently because I don't think he's actually stepped down. No. And no. they asked him if he was going to, and he said that he had a lot of work he still needed to do and was still spending basically from the minute he woke up till the minute he went to bed working seven days a week. On, <laughs> which <laughs> kind of sounds like a miserable <laughs> life and <laughs> so sometimes in interviews I've seen with him he looks like he's kind of running on the ragged edge that's what I've heard yeah. get everything he has so many grand ideas that he wants to get them all done and won't give up well so, I, guess, I guess when he was um, doing that um Zip2 company is for his first one. He was coding for that Internet City Guide at night 
while the website and then the website was active during the day. So he was basically doing that seven days a week. Just <laughs> well, he likes what he does. He tweeted yeah. yesterday. Speaking of his tweets, that um, the Model S, the Plaid version, is coming out next month. Oh yeah, on the ship. <laughs> so that's like that's the first production card to achieve zero to sixty in less than two seconds. Whoa. Well, I, that's he called it that because he said, "What's faster than ludicrous speed?" <laughs> plaid. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw it. the Plaid version starts at one hundred nineteen thousand dollars for something that goes zero to sixty in less than two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> my wow. motorcycle was like ten grand, and it'll do zero to sixty in two and a half. <laughs> How many seconds will it take you to get there, though? Uh, three. <laughs> Did you fall off the back. Yeah. <laughs> so that's funny. I thought. Do you guys have? You guys have Twitter, right? No. Nobody. Yeah, no. I think well, I have it now, but I don't use it. I follow Elon. I found out from that also that he recently just bought a hand-knit wool Marvin the Martian helm for his dog. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a good use of that. Um, I bet Etsy's stock went up because he posted he kind of loves Etsy. Which is probably where he bought that. So he's, he's really enjoying the last couple days because he's always been against hedge fund guys that short sell stock right and those guys are taking a beating right now yeah. <laughs> um there's a bunch of reddit users that are buying up gamestop stock because they saw that these hedge funds were gonna try to short sell it and <laughs> I don't know how this is all going to end, but right now those hedge fund guys are losing billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. Because of the stock going up astronomically. <laughs> <laughs> but Elon's getting a kick out of that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been watching his Twitter on that. It is quite amusing. Um, we were. I was talking to Charlie about Elon Musk over dinner and. To put in perspective how much money he's worth. So it's $200 billion. I was like, yes, that's $200,000 million. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. We're like, how much money do we need to retire? Like, oh, he has hundreds of thousands of times that much. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, and he, I think he turns 50 this year. Yeah, he's 49. Well, he was only 27, I think, or 28 when he sold that first Mm -hmm. company for $307 million. Dang. So I was like, oh, he probably, if I were to do make that much at that age, I probably would have just called it quits and retired then. Yeah. but He's he just much more ambitious. Spending it, yeah. He just wants I think to... I think he only got twenty two million of it though. Oh, okay, mm. the company sold for right. Oh, only twenty two million. Yeah, yeah. Is that all? That's it. We well, can't retire on that. No, <laughs> actually, you could. I was I was I looking could. at it. You know, if you had like a one percent sure thing, <laughs> I really you had, hope you could retire if you had six million dollars in the bank and were making one percent interest. You could live off the interest. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if oh, you have well. it invested, you should be able to blow get more risk than that. investments. You exactly. Should be able to get at least four percent. Yeah, that's the the low low side. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he needs to worry too much about retirement planning because for one thing, he has so much money, and two, I don't think he's going to retire. No. Right. Yeah. He's likes what he does too much. I think. Yeah. Yeah, the only time he's going to need to retire is after his Tesla blows all the wheels off of it or tires off of it. Then enough to retire his car. <laughs> <laughs> so he has a bunch of children. Seven or something? Well, doesn't he have like twins and, and, and triplets? Triplets, yeah. Yeah, he has seven kids. He's more efficient. Their have. names have gotten more and more interesting. I notice he likes the letter X. Yeah, so he's got... Um, here's some of the names. Damien, which is pretty normal. Xavier. And there's so an there's X. An X. Saxon also, also has an X Spelled with it. an X. Oh, <laughs> at the beginning too, right? Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of them's name is Kai. K-A-I. X? Oh, no. I know another Kai. That X is silent. There was a Griffin. kicker. Griffin? Like the winged beast? Yeah. It's got a silent X in it. Then <laughs> there's one named Nevada. No X in that one. Uh, no, middle name's middle Alexander. Name's Alexander, so X. there is an X in that. Oh. And then the newest babe is X-A-A-X-I-I. 12. That's pretty yeah. 12. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. X A twelve or something like that. X A E A twelve. Yeah. <laughs> With Roman numerals. Well, they wouldn't allow the number twelve. Yeah. So But they he, allowed the ash. <laughs> they didn't really allow that either. <laughs> oh man. Well, in today's society you should be able to be called whatever you want. Well yeah. It's just your parents picking an extremely odd name for you. Uh, his next kid's going to be named X.com. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that one's already taken. Funny. Well, that, that was his company name, and he actually bought the that website from PayPal after he parted ways with PayPal. Huh. <laughs> for $21 million. No, I don't know. <laughs> So what would you do if you were as rich as Elon Musk? I wouldn't be working, I'll tell you that. <laughs> be traveling. I would buy the Green Bay Packers and then dismantle their team and make them go away. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like a motion-activated garbage disposal? or yeah, I'd probably oh, dismantle, not dismember. I'd buy them and move them to England. Whoa. Oh. But make their practices still in Green Bay. So they right. commute. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, would, I would have a team of all seventh round picks. Okay. Only get Brady. Yeah. He'd coach them. Maybe. Probably get Favre back. <laughs> <laughs> I think he wasn't a seventh round pick, though. 
Um, yeah, his. I think that amount of money is unfathomable. I like what he does with it. You know, he thinks we need to get away from fossil fuels, so he develops a car that can do that. He thinks we should, before there's a big problem with the Earth, we should get humanity spread out and throughout up the uh, solar system a little bit. Now, even though I disagree with some of his reasoning, the stuff he does with it is really cool. He puts his money right where his thoughts are instead of wanting to spend other people's money. Yeah, he, Go ahead. He just pumped a bunch of money into a solar panel company. Oh, right. I didn't mention that one, but... And they... He... His... Yeah. He solar got them City? into the solar roof. Yeah. Yeah, I... The one thing, I guess, like you were saying with the Twitter about him saying he got a hat on Etsy, and so Etsy's gonna blow up probably, you know, like that kind of stuff. I don't like how cavalier he is with the power he wields. Right. <laughs> with like the brick thing. It was like, oh yeah, we can we're gonna start selling these bricks for ten cents a piece and he just throws a number out and then people it's not good for the it doesn't actually market. happen. Right. Like, well they haven't they haven't dug enough tunnel to have <laughs> to well, mass I produce could, but I could also see them like, oh man, the equipment we would need to actually be able to process this material when we could, you know, pay two dollars a yard just to haul it and dump it in a field, versus building a factory to process the dirt and transport it to the factory. Yeah, but the thing is, you can't just haul it and dump it in a field. It costs a lot of money to process that dirt, especially if you're environmentally conscious like he is. So mm-hmm. his idea was. And, I, and instead of spending all this money to dispose of this dirt and stuff that they're pulling out, that he'd use it as raw materials to make these economical bricks. Is it like hazardous material? Is there oil in it or something? Because soil disposal is pretty easy. We do it on civil engineering scales, products right? all the time. Well, I'm just but, telling you his reasoning. Yeah. I No, I see that it's like I just I could see there being huge obstacles to actually processing it directly into bricks and then that not being something that's feasible and then he kind of can jump to oh we'll just do this and it's a great idea but it well, doesn't he's, necessarily he's kind of like a kid in some ways where he he's got all these awesome ideas that he wants to do and so he kind of jumps from one to another one and yeah he's got the money to make some of them actually work but yeah i just the way he presents too i mean he's not like a polished speaker by any means (laughs) he's all over the place and yeah just kind of you know i don't know how to describe it but if you ever see him present something it's but just watching him when they had that fiasco with sometimes the, with the window <laughs> on the you know, bulletproof glass, and he's like, "Oh right, eh, well, that didn't work." <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost like if you have that much money, there really isn't consequences for acting like right. a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I if just you don't like something, the... you just move your whole company out of the state that's being mean to you. Yes, right. I guess the there's like a, just a couple things that I don't I don't like is the Tesla autumn self-driving 
kind of how they have done that where they've sold full self-driving tech or you you buy something that's not available and then they raise the price and so oh actually if you you already paid five thousand dollars (laughs) but it's going to actually we need you to pay another two thousand dollars if you want this tech now but we don't even have it yet so it just kind of it's i get they need the capital to be able to develop it but some of those things just kind of give me a sour taste yeah it's like they're jumping the gun on things sometimes yeah and or if you just say like okay you buy self-driving now and the cost that's what the cost is and Mm -hmm. regardless of what it actually costs us in the future whether it's less or more you paid now you get it and that's not that i feel like that's what they sold it as is you were buying into the future tech and then later they're like actually we're gonna have to put a new computer in the car to make it work so it's an (laughs) extra two thousand dollars um well then like their solar roof thing is a cool idea but i've been looking at their website every few months because i was gonna wanted to price it out Mm -hmm. and it was still in the same state of like get on the waiting list put a thousand dollar deposit down and yeah, contact so you when it's available in your ready. area which was four years ago you know mm-hmm. well and he says things like he wants to put a million people on mars by 2050 or something like that and you start looking at the feasibility of that and it's like uh, i don't think that's possible even mm-hmm. if you could did have all the technology figured out to do it um you know, because there's, I think you can only, I mean, Mars is close enough to Earth to make it feasible only like once every 20, 26 months. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's only so many windows between now and then. And the number of rockets that you'd have to send to get that many people and the supplies that they could survive on Mars. <laughs> yeah. To get a million people there is just kind of outrageous. But he, a lot of stuff is like that. I mean people will make suggestions on Twitter or something and he'll say, Oh yeah, sure. We'll do that. You know? And yeah. it doesn't really. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> it's mostly the, I, it's great. I, he's a great motivator because right. he pushes, if you get 50% even of what he is shooting for, that's still a huge achievement. Right. Over doing nothing. I think um, shooting as far as he does, it does fall short like every time, which goes to his what number three, don't be afraid to dream big right. and embrace failure. It's like, well, I failed that time, but look how far we got trying to get there. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. like pulling like technology with him. Yeah. And unlike all the polished people who are afraid to say anything, I think it's really refreshing to see someone that's not polished and doesn't care what, well, this is what I think. So I'm just going to tell you what I think. Yeah. No, I, I definitely <laughs> appreciate it. I just see, yeah, there's I, problems. I personally yeah. won't put my money into it because it's too big of a risk. Right, right. <laughs> well, we don't have two hundred billion dollars or whatever to take the risk. Right. So. <laughs> well, and that's his value. If right, it if could all spend, come crashing them, down, and then right. he would be left with mere hundreds of millions of dollars. But you can run around and spend that on that. Trying to do something else with it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm impressed though. Like to break into the auto industry. I mean, to be able to do that takes a special will in person. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I'm like, after 
if anything, it brought how that whole industry works to light of like, oh, wait, they're being sued for violating laws about how you can buy a car. You can't just buy a car. Right. Well, yeah. It has and to be through a dealership. They they did things and, like trying like they would he had get a supplier for parts and one of the big three auto companies would come in and basically order enough parts from that person they couldn't provide Tesla parts. So it's like so it actually made us stronger because then we'd just make a plant to make our own parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that like uh I don't know, giving fuel to the fire that's trying to burn them down. Which is pretty funny, right? Well, and even when he makes these outrageous, you know, things that, you know, oh, in five years we'll be able to do this, it gets the it gets people talking about it and actually thinking about how it would work or wouldn't work, and it kind of gets the ball rolling on some things. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, and then there's other stuff like because of the car, how the scale of the car industry that he's developed Tesla it's made what I'm interested in buying when we build a house is the power wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. I want the solar roof. That's well, and the solar roof, you can't, you can try to buy that's one, the one that's not you, ready you, yet. Right. You can, you can buy one, but they're just not going <laughs> to install it anytime. They can't guarantee when it'll be installed right. whenever they make it to your city in the next decade, hopefully. But, Okay, you power you do the power wall, and then you just connect that to conventional off-the-shelf solar panels you can buy now, and mm-hmm. there you go. That's what I'm wanting to do. I'm, I really like his uh, Starlink thing he's been doing too. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I had because about that. I was watching one of my favorite um, YouTubers, names Wrangler Star. He has like a homestead that he works on. He used to be a firefighter, I think, like a forest fire firefighter. Um, but he's just got his family on his homestead. And he does homesteading type things. But he's like uploading these videos. It would take an entire day to upload one small video. He's like, then he ordered the Starlink, and he's like, the existing companies. He's like, well, I need more bandwidth. They're like, well, you'll have to get a whole new other satellite. So he was actually paying for two. With, he had like basically two accounts of this other satellite internet company. When he finally got the Starlink, he it, it showed up and he sent his 16-year-old son out to set it up. He's like, in like 10 minutes he came back and it was set up out on their porch. And it like as soon as I plugged it in, it like self-found the satellite. He's like, we were doing like, they experimented even with like online gaming, which they would have never dreamed of doing. Mm-hmm. Like some games, it probably it wasn't enough bandwidth where you weren't get killed all the time because you're lagging. He's like, it took his upload times down to like a mere two hours or something instead of an entire day worth of uploading, which is impressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely satellite internet's not where it should be compared to everything else, but it's better than what's out there. If you are out in the, yeah, if you're remote. Wild. Well, he's a big thinker. I enjoy watching uh, all the stuff he comes up with. It makes me feel like I'm kind of living in a sci-fi book a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, people compare him like to Nik- Nikola Tesla because he's thought of as this inventor that just thought on a whole different level than everybody else. And unlike 
Tesla, though, he actually has the money to start companies and, you know, all this stuff. And it's kind of cool that he's come along. And I'm thinking, I'm like, also unlike Tesla, he's not going to have his ideas stolen and used by other people. He's willing to give them away. Yeah, he gives them away. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's, that's cool. He's a cool guy. We should have just had him on the show. What were we thinking? I know, right? <laughs> should I tweet him and ask him to come on the show next week? You can. I'm afraid it was a response would be. He might be sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we're not going to interview uh, people. Even people we know. I can't pay you to come. You'd have to get your own ride. Oh, he would just Skype in. Yeah. Um, like, we'll do it on your schedule. Yeah. Uh, if you do it, I'll, I'll get one of your neural links installed. <laughs> oh, nice. more bandwidth or more storage space yeah I'm just hoping that he gets tired of needing reading glasses and fixes that soon uh, <laughs> yeah I don't know he might not be old enough or enough older than you to I know get that problem solved by the time you yeah when's he gonna cure aging he already has. Someone asked him one time in an interview, so are you an alien? And he's like, well, if I was an alien, would I tell you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, well, it would make a difference even. Like, well, I am from South Africa. <laughs> yeah. He is an alien. I don't, I've <laughs> heard people say that his accent sounds fake, but having had South African friends, I'm like, nope, that sounds like a South African. <laughs> yeah. Consumption. Yeah, I couldn't hold it in any longer. Sorry, oh, guys. Boy. <laughs> well, you better get started then. All right, so I'm pretty much done with the game Batman Arkham Knight. Ooh. Oh, that's a fun one. Have you played it before? I think so. I think I played a demo. So I'm. I, I beat it. It says I'm 95% of the way through the game. <laughs> the only thing really left is to defeat the Riddler. Oh, boy. Good and luck. He's He's got like 270 different riddles throughout Gotham. I've maybe got through about 70 of them, and I've spent this whole last week just working on those. <laughs> wow. So it's like, huh. Well, I guess I... I mean, I'm not in a rush to completely finish the game, because it is fun to play. But, but it did get me thinking about another Batman that faced off against Scarecrow, because that's the one of the main villains in the video game. And so mm -hmm. I watched the movie Batman Begins. Oh, yeah. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. I, I think it was only... Batman Baggins, like Bill oh. Baggins. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, Batman. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I, I think I'd only seen it once before, but yeah, it's it's a good movie. It's, it tells a good origin story for for Batman, and I I had forgotten that uh, Liam Neeson was in it. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, that was kind of cool. In this room with me. The what? That movie in this room, I think. You have a movie called In This Room. No, I have Batman Begins on DVD. Oh, in this okay. Room. Well, I, I borrowed it. mine. From um, St. Jimmy. (laughs) So. Then I watched a movie called Road to Perdition. That's a good one. Yeah, it's got Tom Hanks in it. And Daniel Craig. There's a road going there? What's that? There's a road there to there? There is. It's Perdition. Oh, I was thinking of... Oh, what's that place? Purgatory? (laughs) Yes, I was thinking of Purgatory. Well, there's a town in the movie called Perdition. Okay. And I think they end up there. They, I think they eventually do end up there. But anyway, it's basically the story of a, like a ni- early 1930s mob enforcer who uh, has some trouble with the mob and does some retaliation. But anyway, Tom Hanks plays the... Mob Enforcer. It's also got Paul Newman in it. Oh, I think it was his last role. Um, yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and that's my consumption. All right. Uh, I watched Letter Kenny season four. This one, I I really liked it. Um, you know, there's a lot of this. They kind of. It's kind of pretty repetitive, this yes, <laughs> the storylines and the jokes. But I mean, it's it's still really good. Um, well, trying to th- episodes are so short, it yeah doesn't really matter if they're well. And they do the thing I like where they kind of joke around with the recurring things. Eventually, it's like, oh yeah, this person always says this, but then like this one time somebody says it instead of them or they say it differently or you know i don't know it's fun but uh yeah it's pretty good it's one that definitely can't watch with the kids around so it's <laughs> slow going but <laughs> and mj isn't really into it much so i don't watch it very often um I couldn't remember if I had talked about this one or not, but I watched it a few weeks ago. It's called Frequently Asked Questions About Time Travel. Did I talk about it? I don't remember. Okay, must not have. It's about these three blokes that they're at their pub they hang out at, and uh, one of them goes to the bathroom and comes out, and it's like he has time traveled into the future an unknown amount of time and everybody's been that's in there has been killed. And I think he even sees himself. So he retreats back to the bathroom. When he comes out, he's back in the normal time. So he gets his friends and is like, you guys won't believe what happened. They end up going in the bathroom together and they end up going through this whole multiple time traveling things. And they have to figure out like, uh, what's going to kill them in the future and how to prevent it and all this stuff. It's kind of silly, 
Um, it's got um, Chris O'Dowd in it. Oh, that's, oh, that's why I watched it. I might have seen this actually. I thought it was pretty clever. So it's kind of dumb, but you know. And then I watched the Joaquin Phoenix movie Joker. It was one that I've been wanting to see, but I always felt like it was kind of depressing. <laughs> So I was never in the mood for it, but I finally was in the mood for it. And uh, we watched it the other night. And it, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. It It is depressing. <laughs> it's about this guy that has a, you know some mental health issues. And he lives in a city where there's a lot of poverty and crime. And But there's also like a lot of wealth that's, you know, there's big class divides. And... You know, they, the city's shutting down social services, so he loses his access to his, his uh, psychiatrist and his medications that he's on that help him, you know, stay somewhat normal. And, you know, he starts slipping down, you know, the, the bad mental health route, and things start getting out of control and getting worse and worse for him. And it kind of felt apt for this last year, kind of. Mm. So, but yeah, I recommend it. It's, it's pretty good. I watched Joker in two sittings, two or three sittings. Mm. And so when I finished it, I didn't really have a sense in my mind how close to the end I should be. Oh. <laughs> and so it ended and I was like, Oh, that's the end. Yeah. Okay. And then I had to think back to the... What? <laughs> like a Stephen King novel? <laughs> oh, I, I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess I feel like I should watch it again in one sitting to probably get the full effect because yeah. the end, I think, was less um, impactful because I didn't... hadn't didn't have the first part to immediately uh, to set it up. Um, was that all yours? Yeah. Cool. So uh, Charlie and I watched My Blue Heaven. I love uh, that movie. You could melt all this stuff. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen it in a long, <laughs> long time. And Charlie had never seen it. Oh. And there were so several good. things I say that she was like, <laughs> and then there was something her parents say that she was like, oh my gosh, that's what that's from? You dirty like, rat. Oh. Arugula. <laughs> I say that. Um, so that was great. It's on, I think I, I found the, there's like Turner Classic Movie section of the HBO app. Oh. And there are way more movies than I realized um, huh. for, cause I was like, Oh, they probably have like a bunch of old movies and they have, which I guess by blue heaven's not new. That's but pretty old. It's from the nineties. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So it ha I think they have movies up that were through the nineties <laughs> um, on there, including like super old, you know, fifties and stuff, sixties, uh, whatever. Um, then I watched American Beauty. 
which is a oh. Kevin Spacey movie. I it's a really good movie. It is kind of weird. Um, I don't think it would you could pull it off today. I think it won a it was best picture the year it came out in 99, I think. Um, it's about a dad that it's a guy, Kevin Spacey, his, he has a wife who's a realtor and a daughter that's in high school. And he is just completely miserable in life. And he ends up kind of having a midlife crisis that results in a bunch of really random things happening. And they tell you right at the beginning of the movie, he dies at the end, Um, which you, I usually forget that he dies at the end by the time (laughs) I get there. Um, But it's a really well-made movie. Um, It's really good acting. It's kind of, kind of an indie feel. It's just small cast um, drama, I guess. Uh, If you haven't seen it, check it out. Um, I watched Outside the Wire, which I think DVD watched recently. I watched Saint Jimmy. Oh, Saint Jimmy! I almost clicked start on it last night, but I didn't. Uh, it had whatever. What's his bucket with wings? Falcon. Uh, Falcon. Yeah, Anthony Mackie. Um, it was okay. I, (laughs) I don't know. I, if you're bored, it wasn't bad. Um. (laughs) It was better than another movie I watched called Rogue. I watched um, that a couple weeks ago, I think. Is with, there a Nissan uh, in Megan, that? Megan Fox. Is oh, no, the, I haven't seen that. The lead. Oh, oh MJ wanted to watch that. It was entertaining, but the acting is terrible. And there is some <laughs> CGI lions that are <laughs> awful. <laughs> like, it's a new movie, and... They, they, I don't know. They did not have the budget, I guess, to do good CGI. <laughs> but that is about a group of. I can't tell if they're just mercenaries that are hired by the U.S. government, or if they're actually military. But they, it's this military group that goes in to rescue this girl that had been kidnapped in <laughs> some African country, and. They rescue the girl and there was like a couple other girls that had been kidnapped as well. So they rescue them and are getting attacked and followed by the group, the terrorist group that had kidnapped them. And they end up coming across this farmhouse that had been a poaching camp where they would catch lions and kill them and sell the skins and stuff and elephants and rhinos and whatever. Well, it had was abandoned because the lions got out and killed every killed some people. And then the other people left. And so they get there and then they're being attacked by lions and terrorists. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Kind of a a crazy premise, but I, besides the acting and the terrible (laughs) CGI, I liked it. (laughs) um it was a good action movie okay Uh, yeah uh this 
evening, I watched a movie called Kill Command. It has uh, Vanessa Kirby, who was in the Hobbs and Shaw movie. Mm. Um, Jason Statham's sister, that actress. Um, It is about, it's in the future. Uh, The military has started augmenting people. So a lot of the people just have like these contact lenses they wear that give them like their optics for their rifles in there and they have some optical accessories i guess well this group of marines or whatever are doing a training exercise and they get connected with this woman that is uh more highly integrated or augmented so she's got like a full link satellite link and her vision has, you know, she like brings up data about the team members when she sees them by facial facial recognition and stuff. Well, they get to this place training center and they're supposed to be fighting these like robots at this for the training and mm-hmm. the robots start attacking them <laughs> for real. Oh, and so it kind of turns into happens. a, into a survival situation, but with tech, it was, interesting it was probably on par with the outside the wire movie okay um and the rogue with better cgi (laughs) um i watched hot fuzz which i forgot how amazing that movie is so good it's a 10 out of 10 for me (laughs) it's about a hardcore london cop that gets he's too good so they send him out to the country because they're making all the rest of the cops in London look bad. Yeah. <laughs> and he uncovers a plot um, with the locals. So that one was on HBO, I think. Um, we started watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer again. Love that. So we had Ooh. stopped like after season four. So we just watched season five. Oh, you're talking the TV show. Yes. That's good too, but I really like the movie a lot. Um. Yeah, I figured once we watch all of it, I'll, I need—I don't know where you can watch the movie, so I'm going to have to rent it. Mm. Um, and then the last thing I was going to talk about a little bit more was a new TV show called Snowpiercer. Oh, I've seen I've the movie. Wanting to watch that. Yeah, so I the... saw the movie, and I have it's been a while. So the movie came out like 2004. And so this new TV show, the first season just ended it's on tnt i think and then i think i watched it on hbo um so the premise is the to combat global temperature rises the you uh world governments try this experimental weather control to cool the earth and end up overcooling it oh boy (laughs) and so this uh scientist creates this perpetual motion engine and puts it on a train and it goes around the globe continually Mm. and it has to keep moving as part of its engine thing and i think yeah, they don't really explain much about how the physics is supposed to work, but basically it's a train 
and in the show it's a thousand and one cars long so it's like 10 miles long and they sold tickets to first and second class cars and then they had a third class car that was people that traded basically indentured servitude for a ride well as they're loading the train for it to leave a bunch of people that don't have tickets try to get on and so they end up the security force pushes them all to the back of the train so they call them uh tailies or tailors because they're at the tail of the train so Mm -hmm. there's this class system that is set up in the train and it's about the revolution that happens um the tv show was really good oh i remember liking the movie but finding it fairly depressing yeah and the tv show is not nearly as depressing it's okay like a normal tv show but it's hmm. really good it has yeah Jennifer i'll have to check Conley, it out i think is the actress that's in it that i knew um yeah there's one season and there's a second season planned to come out sometime in the future cool so I started watching a new anime on Netflix that um, is my youngest son's favorite um, manga. He gets he has a bunch of the the books. It's called Demon Slayer, and it's about this kid that um, goes to town to sell charcoal, and then when he comes back, uh, on the way back it's snowing, and he gets stopped by somebody that tells him he can't be out that late. Uh, or at night because of the demons and he's like what demons and the guy like told me yeah demons come out at night and he had no idea about it so the next day he gets to his house and his family's been slaughtered by a demon Whoa. and his sister um is she, she's still warm one of his sisters he has like five siblings so he grabs her and like starts running back to town with her and then she attacks him and she's like taken over by a demon or something and um a demon slayer shows up and is going to kill her but he protects her and then she turns out protecting him so he's on a mission trying to figure out how to save his sister um it's pretty interesting interesting. i've watched two episodes so far i was surprised by the main character's so far ability that he has which usually a sense of smell is not necessarily the best ability to have but Mm -hmm. seems to work for him um okay And my wife asked me last night or the night before to come watch a show with her. I don't know the real name of it, but it's Hillbilly Monster Hunters. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a bunch of guys in Kentucky. Are they hunting hillbilly monsters? They're hillbillies hunting (laughs) monsters. They're from Kentucky. So imagine that horrible Sasquatch hunting show, (laughs) but with rednecks with guns at night. Um, out in the woods. What could go wrong? So I told her I'd watch the first episode with her, which they were hunting Wolfman, and um, it was... It has to be satire. I cannot imagine that it's not. It's ridiculous, and... Is it billed as a reality show? Yes, I think so. I, she says there's like six seasons of it. What? I think it was on oh, Discovery no. Plus. 
Or maybe it's on YouTube TV or something. I think it's Discovery Plus. We just got free Discovery Plus with our um, cell phone service oh. for a certain amount of time. Um, and it was ridiculous, but she really enjoys it. She thinks that the guy's like, there's a guy whose name is Huckleberry. There's a guy named Trapper. They met this one guy that supposedly had video of the wolf man that was, uh, his name was uh, Turtle Man. Or something. <laughs> They've all got ridiculous beards and hats, and they're very hillbillies. I don't know. Um, and then we, I came home and sat down with her, and we watched a. It was like a documentary about this um, trial that just made me upset, and it also took place in Kentucky, which is interesting. <laughs> so there's a guy that uh, grew up in this town and was a really was a lawyer and kind of high profile in town. Um, and his wife wasn't feeling well. And so they got him off the kids off to school and then, she, or, and he took the kids to school and she went to go lay down and when he came home. He found that she had died and she was like 38 years old. So it kind of ruins, you know, his oldest daughter like has, I mean, of course it's going to ruin people. And they had, I think four kids. Um, a daughter and then three sons. Well, he remarried really, what everyone says was too quickly, like six months after his wife had passed away. Um, I think he was also teaching law at the time, so it was one of his law students. And that didn't go well, and they ended up getting divorced. And then he met, um, I think, someone that he knew from high school. And they ended up getting married. And then... I think it was like eight years after his first wife had died, there was a new detective that got promoted to detective with the police force. And he said he was just happened to be looking through old files and saw this death report that said undetermined for the cause of death. Hmm. And so he looked at the two pictures they took of the crime scene and her arms were kind of up in a weird, awkward position. He's like, well, that's rigor mortis. So she had to have died earlier, like the night before. They started building that they start going and conjecturing of all these things, like, well, he had to have gotten in a fight with her and killed her the night before. And so out of they start interviewing people that knew them back then, mm-hmm. including going to where his daughter was going to school in Iowa and interviewing her. And the detective's like, Don't tell your dad I interviewed you. And she didn't because her and her dad were kind of in a rocky situation at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so out of the blue, his new wife, who had a like a pie-making business, she was making pies and thought, oh, he should be here soon for lunch. And she, he never showed up. So she is confused and concerned. Something happened to my husband. Um, well, as soon as he had left his office to head over to her shop for lunch, this guy met him in his car it was that detective, and they arrested him, and he presented him with an indictment that they'd gotten. <laughs> so then, for the next two years, he's in prison waiting for his trial. His first trial went to or mistrialed, and he couldn't afford to get out of jail really, and they couldn't afford lawyers, um, and they wanted to give him this plea deal where he'd spend twenty five years in prison or something. Um, Oh, and when they first took him into custody, they then brought his children in individually and were interviewing them about stuff without telling his new wife who had adopted them. So she's 
their legal mother. And so she's upset about that. <laughs> Every, they had like this minuscule evidence that were taking these big leaps. And this poor guy's like, what are you talking about? Is his daughter, when they interviewed her at college, said, oh, yeah, she, mom was up and, you know, like always helped us get off to school or whatever. It was Valentine's Day. And so we had these Valentine's boxes or whatever. Um, but then later she questioned her own memory, probably because of all the stuff happening. Who knows? But all of his kids had testified that or told the cops, yeah, mom was awake. I saw her that morning. Um it just made me more and more upset as they're doing this. So I'm like, mm. there's like no evidence. Um, they didn't like the, the. They talked to the medical examiner, and she wouldn't change her undetermined cause of death because she's like, well, oh, and it came out that they both were kind of alcoholics at the time, um, and so she had like fatty liver liver disease, which can cause like instant death, and mm -hmm. she had been bulimic before, and she drank too much alcohol, um, so there's. Things like that, but and then the first trial missed, missed like I said, mistrialed six to six, and so I was a year in, I think, and so he thought he was going to get either go to jail or they thought, well, there's no way he can get convicted. Well, too bad he couldn't have been his own judge and jury, huh? Right, he was a lawyer, but I don't think a trial <laughs> lawyer. Yeah, he could have followed Elon's advice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But because he couldn't pay afford to get out, he's just in jail this whole time while they're going through trial. He couldn't make bail. Um, so they, after the mistrial, they have to go through a whole new trial. So he didn't know what to do because he thought a public defender, but his wife's like, there's no way we're putting your hands in a public defender. So she had some contacts or something, and she found these lawyers, I think from Chicago, that um, didn't do murder trials. <laughs> They did other stuff, but they did some pro bono work. But they saw his case and thought, this is a huge miscarriage of justice. So they came in and um, they showed parts of the trial. And it, was, it wasn't good. They got his um, second wife to come in, and she was saying that he attacked her and all this other stuff. Well, then when they cross-examined her, he's like, well, what other things have you accused your husband of? She starts going off, like, says he was poisoning me and all this other stuff. <laughs> this, like made her look like she was crazy. Mm. Um, it was nuts, and he finally did um, get acquitted. Um, the first trial, it was like three days, of, and then the jury came back six to six. The second time, it was two hours, not or not guilty. So, like, it was yeah. obvious that the prosecutor was just way over his his skis. Mm -hmm. Well, and then it came out the defense found the paramedic that had showed up to you know see if she was dead or not right so he moved her arms yeah. he moved her arms so he could put the stickers on to see if he could get a pulse or whatever mm. so and then they took pictures after that i was like wow you're a great detective good job um but it's just those whole time it was just making me more and more upset i almost walked out several times i had to know what the ending was I was like, man, if they convict this guy, this is the biggest miscarriage of justice I've ever seen. It was ridiculous. Well, I'm so, glad you told us about it so I don't have to watch it. Yeah, and don't watch feel, it. And be uh, stressed out. Um, then I watched Johnny Mnemonic with, um, what's his book? Oh, Keanu. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Um, it was for, it was in the distant future, the year 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting, some of the stuff they had on there. Um 
He had an I, he had iPhones. Yeah, that's true. It was a phone that it was like a VR headset. That right. You make phone calls on. Um, Ice T was in it too. Oh, I don't remember uh, that. He was the another group of like people that didn't like technology, and he was one of that. Oh. Uh, it's been a while since Anyways, I've seen it, but it, yeah. It was very, um, felt very 80s, 90s um, acting and... Yeah. Yeah, it was and interesting. Dolph Lundgren in it. Yes, Dolph Lundgren was in it. I forgot about that, but yeah. Um, and I think... No? That's actress that looked familiar. I'm not sure who she was. I think she was the actress from Starship Troopers. Mm. Oh... Uh, I can't remember her name, though. Dina Meyer. Yeah. And then I bought the first season of G.I. Joe on Amazon. Oh. So I can watch it. It was... I can't remember how much it was. They wanted like $3 an episode. And I was like, no, I'll just buy the whole thing. It was like <laughs> maybe $20, I think. Um, so I'm going to be watching that. That's going to be good. And then... So the next one is not one I've seen yet, but I heard a commercial for it. They're bringing back Walks's, or Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, yeah, I knew about wow. that. With Jared Padalecki from um, Supernatural. Supernatural is going to be Walker. So I'm going to have played, to check that out. Then he, he played Sam in Supernatural, right? Yes. So that should be good. As good as the first one, probably. <laughs> Does he uh, kick people in the head? With cowboy boots? I don't know. Roundhouse And kicks. action jeans? Yep. The, he wears spurs, unlike the first one. Huh? <laughs> you probably kill somebody with a roundhouse kick yeah. with a spur. Yeah. <laughs> so you jump feet first through windshields? Hopefully. Do we have any nerd cred among us? Ooh. Somebody's got to. Uh, I finished my cross-stitch stitching project. Just cool. in time for, for Christmas. Doing my, oh. yeah. Uh, holy, it's like 9 by 14 inch cross-stitch stocking cover. <laughs> Front, whatever. Finally. <laughs> I've only been working on it for like four five years six years <laughs> wow i it sat for several years mm. and i decided to pick it back up and just finish it and i still have a little bit of the outlining to do but uh, cool I, I had to quit that um hobby because when i do fine work like that my thumbs cramp really mm. badly and they have since i was like a Seventeen years old, I think. Well, I was on. I was probably like an hour away from finishing, and I broke my needle in half. Oh no! <laughs> You're doing it wrong. Because the way I hold it to force it through, I was putting a 
I could tell I put a slight bend in it. Mm. And then I guess after thousands of hours of cross stitching it finally let go and broke right at the eye. Mm. I just sent you guys a picture. Of, yeah, I see I think, that. <laughs> stress hardened it. Yep. Nice. Mm. That's really cool. Um, and then I'll take some nerd cred from Charlie. She we put together her new Diagon Alley Lego set. Oh, yeah, looks really yeah. cool. And uh, she had the old Lego Gringotts um, set mm. yep. out, and so she made a little scene because it's it's like the Diagon Alley's four different buildings, and so she took the Gringotts and put it in the front, and then put the two two buildings on each side to make an alley and put all the minifigs out in the road and then hung a back like a piece of paper behind it for a <laughs> background and took some a few different uh photos from different angles it was really cool it was really cool so um a friend of mine at work i he took my white nerdy quiz that i developed um Quite some time ago, uh-huh. you know, based off the uh, um, Weird Al White Nerdy music video, mm-hmm. which I think maybe we should retake that as a um, as a show at some point. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, because I've never taken it. And then, um, without a computer, we're joking about what we should do. And a friend of mine had a thesaurus that I keep on my desk out and was looking up replacement words for certain things. <laughs> and then so I grabbed my dictionary and was looking up stuff and one of us came upon the word sonnet and I thought oh that'd be funny I should, I should write a sonnet and my friend Carl's like yes you need to write a sonnet so I looked up in the dictionary what this, a sonnet was and it was very limited in what it said it basically said it, it was a a poem that had an octave and a sestet which is eight lines and then six lines so I wrote one for my friend Carl and I thought I might read it for the show oh okay and it's called Ode to Carl. <laughs> Kindred thrower of plastic discus, alert technical conversationalist, rational to the core, leery of those who bore, diligent completer of assigned work, engineering presence like stalkers lurk, never fears to ship check, native of the boat deck. If a friend is what you desire, someone that will lift you higher, or a pleasant sport competitor never in your face with pressure, each time your, hit, your disc hits a tree snarl, Take some time to get to know Carl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I also uh, wrote a haiku, which we also looked up haiku because none of us could. Someone had to look up on the internet how to spell it because I thought it was H E I K something. And H-A-I- Carl thought it was H Y. It's H A I K U. Yeah. And the dictionary told you that it's um, a short poem that. The first line has five syllables, followed by a line with seven, followed by five. So with my computer problems, um, the first part of this is the group that's responsible for maintaining our computers. Here we go. NMCI lied. No one showed their ugly face. Throw out the window. So I had fun with poetry. And now I've looked at other types of poetry and I'm thinking about maybe writing a short Shakespearean type play. <laughs> wow. That's ambitious. That escalated quickly. It really did. 
that explains me in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we got some new likes on our Facebook, and it put us over the hundred likes mark. Yeah. So thanks for our new likers. I feel liked. Or is that or liked? The, <laughs> if they were from LA, they'd be the LA likers. <laughs> it's a liker gang. <laughs> like a like early newer. They're lycrothopes. They're silica. Um, they suffer from lycanthropy. Well, thanks for liking. I don't know how that affects anything, but it's nice to finally be over 100. We're at 99 forever. Yeah. Well, then we dropped down to 98. Oh, yeah. Someone stopped liking us. It was probably was that when I got off Facebook. Maybe? Oh, I don't know. Oh, but I thought like... okay. So we got two new likes this week. When the when I got the notification for the first one, I'm like, oh yes, we've reached a hundred. And then I got on there, and it's like ninety nine. <laughs> I'm like, oh, we must have lost somebody. <laughs> then we got I got another notification. I'm like, oh, okay, so we actually have reached a hundred now. <laughs> nice. And we got a shout-out on Matt and Andrew vs. Society. Sweet. Most of our shout-outs, it seems like, are people going, I don't know this technology answer. I wonder if the Ingenuity guys are listening. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's nice to be in the uh, zeitgeist or whatever that's called. Um, The likegeist? The likegeist, yep. (laughs) If you want to contact us and ask us your tech nerded technology questions, send an email to engineerdyshow at gmail.com if you know how. Or find us on Facebook or Twitter. Um, just search for Engineerdy Show. If you want to listen to an ad free version of the show or buy an Engineerdy Show t shirt, head over to our website, theengineerdyshow.com. And while you're there, click through our Amazon link to support us while you do your shopping. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Live long and nerdy. You have been and always shall be my friends. Bye. You know me so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A or a G Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and two neat things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees You know me so you've seen it all before Looking at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again (laughs) Still working on a tagline at the end most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And 
some friends and you need things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees. The song Most Guitars Are Made of Trees is by Greg Gibbs.